Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, kids. It's your Auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like f***, sh- p- and tr- in this podcast. Oh, and c- that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or, if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something. The little p***s. Right, uh, now, you don't normally get something for nothing at Steam Death Pals, but you do today. That's right. We're in the giving spirit, and we're gifting you our Six Feet Under bonus episodes for free right now. You will love them. We rifle through your funeral anecdotes with our wonderful guests and get to know them on a deeper level. A grooming product. Uh, fuck, beard oil. (laughs) (laughs) To get involved, press try free at the top of the Where There's a Will, There's a Wake show page on Apple Podcasts or pay your respects at wheretheresawillthereswake.com to access Six Feet Under wherever you get your podcasts. Your luck will run out on Friday the 13th of October, so be quick. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to my deathly doorway. Not a euphemism. The afterlife has been miserable today, let me tell you. And every miserable day down here starts the same way they do in normal life, during the commute. There's always some wise guy man-spreading next to you on the train. The escalators never work. Why is walking down an escalator so fucking hard? Oh, and there's usually a geezer on the tube with a musical instrument making a right old racket. Oi, mate, pack that in before I shove that accordion where the sun don't shine. Anyway, welcome to... Whilst we take Lucifer's hand and wander naively towards the abyss, it's time to welcome my next guest to my hot and fuzzy lair. While some podcasts star husbands and wives basically sounding like they fucking hate each other, this podcast takes things a few steps further, looking ahead to the day that they never have to see each other again. You know, because one of them's dead. Anyway, joining us today, it's an absolute diamond. It's the very lovely... Hello. Hello. That was amazing. How the hell are you? I'm all right. Good. Uh, I took a long taxi ride and... Yes. I like sleeping in cars. Oh, did you have a nice little sleep uh, on the way I always sleep here. in a car, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Uh, I used to have really bad... Um, I couldn't sleep for years. Insomnia. But I could sleep in the back of cars. So oh. I was always saying to my wife, why don't we get the back of a car put in the bedroom? <laughs> she, was, she would never have it, you know. So why? Why? Uh, but maybe it's the movement. It's the sort of closed-in space. Yeah, Maybe, I like it. you know, it's a bit womb-like, I it suppose. It is very womb-like, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And... Um, you're promoting at the moment your marvellous new book, A Slice of Fried Gold. Yeah, it's weird it comes out. It's not like, I don't know, when you do films, you can watch the film, you know. Yeah. It's not like you then, I then read the book this morning. It's, it's a kind of different vibe, you know, but it's yeah. kind of nice. I've got Instagram, so it's nice to see people saying, oh, I read it, or, you know, I feel quite, um, I think if it was a novel, I'd feel different. Yeah. But because it's about me, and uh, yes, it's about food too, but... I just feel a bit nervous that I'm going to get into trouble or you've said too much or... Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the first memoir you wrote was back in 2015. Yeah. And uh, that was called uh, Truths Half Truths and Little and, White Lies. Yeah. So the Little White Lies, did you really get a letter from the Pope? Nick yeah, Frost? I did. You fucking no, did. No, that was him. true, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Could you tell our listener, just in case they uh, don't know? Yeah, so I went to a Catholic school and we had to go to church every day. And then when the Pope got shot in like 82 or something, yeah. 
our school said, all right, so all the class, everyone's going to write the Pope, a letter, Pope John Paul II. So I wrote a joke as well, and I can't remember it, saying, yeah. I hope you feel better. I hope the joke makes you feel better. And then I got like a... I got in from school. Mum said, oh, look, this, this arrived. And it had, like, the seal of St. Peter on the back. And I opened it, and it was a little card that said, thanks for your letter, the Pope <laughs> liked your joke, and he feels a lot better. Amazing. It was great. Gee, wait, have you still got it? No, no. Oh, wow. I wondered whether that was a little white lie. You could sort of spot the little white lies, and, and I really thought that was one of them. No, but... that was the truth. I think the only lie was uh, like that. There's a whole kind of um, a whole section on like me and Simon going ghost hunting, and we actually find this woman on fire. And yeah. also people were like, is that real? No, it's like, no. no it's not fucking real. <laughs> no, I suspected that one was a little bit of a pulpy. But, Oh, yeah, all of it's kind of true, you know. Yeah. Well, the new book, it's a lot of recipes, isn't it? It's lots of... Uh... Yeah, I did. I put lots of food up on Instagram before lockdown and during lockdown, and I've always cooked, but, like, it was a chance to do it more and to feed my family and to feed mates. And yeah. I talk about it a lot like it's an apology almost, like I have people around and I love my friends and I love having them around, but sometimes it's just too much, uh-huh. you know? So... To be able to stand behind a, an island and hand them little bits of stuff to eat while they chat amongst themselves and I don't feel rude, I feel like I'm giving something. Yes. Sometimes that's all I have got, you know. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't make me feel bad. I'm like, all right, well, you know, we've had a lovely meal. Uh-huh. Now, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's interesting, isn't it? Because people wouldn't think that you'd... Uh, be sort of anxious in social settings, but yeah. I, I, to- I totally get it. I went to a party on Saturday, right. my, my mates Tilly and Aid celebrated being together for 40 years, oh, wow. and I realised it was the first party I'd been to in about four or five years. Yeah. Just don't do them anymore. It's, yeah, I've been in Finland making a film, and we, we had a really nice time, and there was like four main cast, and one of the girls said, oh, so, because it's our last our last weekend in Finland, I'm going to cook for everyone. Uh-huh. Only for like five people. Yeah. And that was such a big thing. I'm like, oh, how can I get out? How can I not <laughs> do this? And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, there's part of me now, as a 51-year-old, I'm all right to say, you know what? I just don't want to come. I like you, but I just can't do it. Yes. But I didn't. I was like, just do it. Just fucking do it. Yeah. And it was, it, I really liked it and it was great. But my mind was saying all along, just got to be out of there by 10. Yes. Just leave by 10. And yeah. then it was like, I could look at, I could see her partner put in like carrots into roast at like 9.15. I'm like, fuck, they ah, won't be ready yes. for me to leave. Yeah. So I really liked it in the end. And I, and I was, after 10, I'm like, listen, it was lovely, but I've just got to go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I figure that's all right without being... No, no, I I think think that's very good. I mean, I, whenever, like, even if I'm going to visit mates, I'm just going to go tomorrow afternoon to see some friends. And I said, I'll arrive at... Because, they, you know, they want me there at about half 11. they got a baby. Yeah. So they said, uh, if you arrive at half 11, I went, great, and I'll be out the door before three. Yeah, right. I always tell yeah. people when I'm leaving. I think now. it's fair enough, yeah. Yes, yes. And I'm all right. I'm getting better, too, at saying, all right, well, listen, that, thanks for that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, all right, OK. And yeah, uh, yeah. But people are grateful, actually. Yeah, I think. If you rock off early. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think one's come to mind. We had a dinner party one. I got to a point where I, like I did, like a different voice I went alright well we're going to be off then <laughs> and then people went okay well we're going to go too like I triggered them to leave yes it was yeah. great yeah well wonderful well I think uh, before we get going with uh, our lovely podcast all about death yes I think the first thing we would like to know as you've written this wonderful book a slice of fried gold what would be It's going to be shit. Okay. <laughs> um, it's going to be like a bucket of KFC. Oh, really? Yeah. Salty chips. Uh-huh. They do a gravy as well, which I really like. You love your gravy. Oh, I love it. There's something in that, like I was saying in the book, that the gravy, I used to get at KFC when I was 11. I used to go swimming with mates on a Saturday morning uh-huh. and we'd come and share a bag of chips and a gravy and we'd... It tastes exactly the same. Right. So there's... And, and you wouldn't think you'd get that kind of 
continuity of taste at a fucking KFC, you know. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that KFC's there for 40 years. I was looking on Google Maps the other day. It's still there. Oh, really? Like, wow. So, yeah, it would always be some rubbish like KFC or something really bad for me. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to not eat that. Yeah. Because it is so delicious and Moorish and... Maybe it'll be so bad that'll be how it do me in. That'll that that'll finish you <laughs> it'll off. Just do me before I die. <laughs> I wonder if a bucket of KFC has finished a lot of people off. I think Goddess Katie is now going to Google. I think people if, have it for their last death meal, don't they, on death row? And I think right. there's a theory that maybe there's, there's so much fat that it helps the electricity conduct quicker. Oh, so what? It, it might do you. You might die quicker. Really? Yeah. You just made that up? Yeah. (laughs) So Goddess Katie has informed myself and Nick Frost that someone actually died during a KFC eating competition. What a way to go. What a way to go. That's how I'd want to go. No, (laughs) No, really? No. (laughs) Licking your fingers. Gee whiz. Well, (laughs) we'll make sure that uh, KFC... Bucket, extra large. Yeah. What, what, how do they come? Yeah, now? just a big, like a big sixteen-piece chicken bucket. See, I suppose because I'm older than you, I'm about ten years older than you. So you were just in time for when fast food started to become more like American fast yeah, food here. I remember McDonald's and stuff being a massive thing when I was a kid. Uh huh. I think there's still a thing in me that I'm, it makes me feel that way, you know. Right. Which I kind of like. Brings back memories. Yeah. And... Right. Yeah, it's funny how food does that, doesn't yeah. it? Giving us the same stuff. Right, okay. So, we now move on to... The Death! So, Nick, it's happened. Think less oh. of Shaun of the Dead, more Nick of the Dead. <laughs> so, to start with, how did it happen? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, one would just be like, just go in when you sleep, right? That's quite nice. But it's a bit boring. Uh-huh. So I always imagined, like, if you had something really badly wrong with you and you didn't want to go through the just the agony of putting your family through, seeing you become essentially a living skeleton, mm. you could hire some kind of gnarled ex-Special Forces sniper. Oh. And you could give him, like, I'm going to just pull a figure out of the sky, like 700 quid. Uh-huh. And you say, don't tell me when, but just do it sometime in the next week. Oh, that's that's quite good, And you're just wandering down the street and he kills you with a huge sniper rifle. But what if he's a bit... What if he's a bit like your character from Space? Remember... Oh, Mike (laughs) could... Yeah, Mike could do it. He'd love it. He'd do it for 50 quid. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I like the fact being shot with a sniper's rifle, you don't feel it. You'd die before you heard the shot. Right. So you essentially... As long as they were good. Yeah. You know, because if they miss... Yeah, 700 quid. You've got a good sniper there, I reckon. Yeah. It could do three or four a day. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah, a big 50 calibre bullet, which is about the size of a finger. Right. Just going through my mind at 1,500 feet a second. And whereabouts would you like this? Twicking them ice street. Twicking them ice street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want them to see. Well, down by the river, you do it nice. You, you know, yeah. you'd fall into the river and then the swans would have you. Oh, that's right. Like who was shot in? Uh, there was someone famous. Oh, um, in EastEnders, wasn't it? Dirt, oh, dirty did, Dan. Did he go was yeah, shot. into the canal? Apparently, yeah, but then right. he came back again, didn't yeah, he? he did. and, and then he was caught wanking. Yeah. In, uh, that was so weird. Uh, was so weird. I don't know if we can say, but he had the weirdest shaped knob. But I never saw his oh, knob. Oh my god, it was like an arrow. Really? It was just when did you macabre. see his Was it? Well, on? it was on. You know, you could if you dug deep, you could find it un- uncut. That's an arrow I wouldn't want to be shot with. No, no. So nice sniper. Yeah. Down by the river. Yeah. In Twickenham. Yeah. Is there a rugby match coming on? Do you want an audience? Well, I don't... I mean, the rugby lot are weird, so, uh, you know, to maybe cover some of their wax jackets in brain might might be quite nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might enjoy that. Uh-huh. Um, as they kind of shell, try and cover their pint of bitter. <laughs> yeah. They're real ale. Yeah. They're a farty lot. Uh-huh. With football, you, you kind of know what you get. Right. But the rugby lot are weird. Me and my kid, I've got three kids, but yeah. me and the two boys... If rugby's on, we have a lot of fun. We drive around Twickenham with the windows down and we just say stuff like, Rugby! <laughs> Come on, rugby! <laughs> like, and even my five-year-old loves it. Yeah, yeah. And he'll, I'll hear him say, Play up the rugby! <laughs> or, you know, just, That's beautiful. And you can see them all, like, bristling yeah. as we drive past the <laughs> pack pubs. 
But you prefer the football because you're a West Ham fan. I'm a West Ham fan, yeah. I do prefer I don't go to any of it, but I prefer Mm. I prefer football. We're having a nice start to the season, so I must tell our listeners as well, it's not sort of uh, the law that if you come on this podcast, you have to be a West Ham fan. Right, right. Because you're the third. Okay, great. It's Danny Dyer, Perry Fennick, and now you. Good. Big West Hammers. It's uh it feels weird to not to not be shitting myself that we're gonna be relegated. Uh huh. It's a really weird feeling, you know. Right. So, you're going to be shot by a sniper yes. on Twickenham my Street, and now we move on to... The Funeral. So, folks, before we get into hearing all about Nick's funeral, let me tell you there's more to this podcast, mate. So much more. We have a bonus podcast, Six Feet Under, and yes, the rumours are true, kids. You can get dead good extra content like this. As a massive bird took a great dirty shit right down her arm. Right now, for free. So to get involved, press try free at the top of the Where There's a Will, There's a Wake show page on Apple Podcasts or pay your respects at wheretheresawillthereresawake.com to access Six Feet Under wherever you get your podcasts. Your luck will run out on Friday the 13th of October, so be quick. Happy Halloween month. No tricks, only treats. Okay. Back to the fantasy world. So, lovely Nick Frost. It's happened, and now it's the big day of the funeral. Where are we having it? What's going on? I think I'd like to have a big one, you know. I always imagine that, secretly, I helped a lot of people, and I like to make sure people were happy, and mm. maybe now I'm dead, they'll all come out of the woodwork and say, he was nice, he was a good one. Yeah. So, let's aim high. Let's have it at one of the... Tier B cathedrals. Oh, okay. You know, like a Winchester or a Salisbury, you know, something. Yeah. Not, not a London-based one, but, you know, just a kind of, one of the smaller cathedrals. Wells. Wells is W-E-L-L-S. nice. W-E-L-L-S. Yeah. Didn't you film one of the films Yeah, there? Rock Fuzz was shot in Wells. Oh, uh, they've got a lovely cathedral there. Maybe, yeah, because we got like, well, I mean, it's not, not an official one, but the bloke who owns like the White Swan pub put a blue plaque. Oh, yes. Because we stayed there when we shot and stuff. Uh-huh. So maybe, let's say Wells Cathedral. Yeah. Maybe they'll have, like, a, do a hot fuzz cathedral for me. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, so yeah, Wells will be nice. I mean, I've got no other uh, connection to Wells apart from hot fuzz, but maybe that's enough uh-huh. in terms of the church. So yeah. The building. I remember I did a bit of filming there once. I can't fucking remember what it was. It's got, like, a weird little... Like, the street's got, like, a weird little river running down the main... Yes, and I think we stayed at the White Swan Hotel. Yeah, it's... It's very nice. Yeah. My brother died a, quite a long time ago. Uh-huh. And uh, 700 people turned up for his. Wow. That to have, like, speakers outside the church. Gee whiz. It was very impressive. So so how come? I mean, he must have been young when he, he passed He away. was 40. Uh-huh, but yeah. just a nice man and everyone loved him. And yeah. You know, he was like a big wig in the rugby field and, uh-huh. you know, he did loads of jobs and he, he you know, drank a lot and he, he had just tons of good... Mates, and he was a good man, you know. 700 people? Yeah, it was amazing. That's so impressive. Yeah. That's a lot more than half the guests we've had on here would ever get. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'd struggle for 700. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. if a few hundred, even if 200 turned out. Yeah, I'll be lucky with seven, yeah. mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But then there's something about that too that's quite nice, right? Yes. It's what Just you quite, would have wanted. Or the no funeral thing. What's the, but you have to... Uh, what I know my girlfriend's always like, oh, I don't want a funeral, but I'm like, we're legally... I have to get rid of your body. Yeah, but legally, you don't have to have a funeral. Okay. It's not it's not a legal requirement. Right. But then I suppose you could have a little sort of small party or a celebration, yeah. you see. Yeah. But a lot of people nowadays are realising, fuck, funerals, we don't legally, as long as the death is registered. It's expensive as well. It's really expensive for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's too much, you yeah. know. It's um, thousands of pounds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I think the oldie generation, like somebody I follow on Twitter, I remember her saying a few weeks ago that her granny had died and it was a lot of money. And you sort of think, well, why have a funeral? But I think the older generation, they want that tradition of yeah, the funeral. I like it. I mean, I think I like it. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't care. I'm yeah. going to be dead, but... But it'll be at Wells Cathedral. <clears throat> Wells Cathedral, yeah. Get your tickets now. <laughs> They're on sale now. Uh, and how are you travelling? Is it a hearse or a yeah, horse I'd and like, I mean, or? I like... I don't know why, but I like... Let's have a big black hearse and let's do it nice. And, yeah. you know, I want to see my girlfriend crying in the car behind. 
Maybe with a little lace veil. You oh, know? yeah. A little black lace veil and uh-huh. uh, a few cars behind. And the ex-wife as well, because you're, yeah, you're still good friends, We are still you? good friends, yeah. Which is lovely. You and Rod Stewart keep the women yeah, right. around it's you. In, oh, I don't know. It's in, I think it's really important. Yeah, and yeah. The, the wives hang out without me, so that's kind of nice. And yeah. I think I'm very lucky. I think it's shit for a lot of people who get divorced. And, uh-huh. I don't know. It just seemed like... We made a choice to divorce for our lovely son and then to then be horrible to each other seemed... We were horrible to each other for 15 years. Right, like, yeah. As soon as we made the decision to not be together, yeah. we kind of like one another again. Right, you know? right, It became nice. really easy. But I'd like her to, you know, obviously, if she wants to bring her fella, she can bring him. Right, oh, But it might generous. be awkward just to see how much he grieves. Right, It might yeah. cock block him from beyond the grave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd like I like I'd like a nice funeral. Well, that's great. So we're gonna have uh, just a normal bog standard hearse. Yeah, and then uh, pallbearers. Yeah, um, I reckon like my best best mate should they still be alive, depending on when I go. Uh huh. You know, Simon Peg, my mate Danny Brown, yeah. Edgar Wright, uh-huh. uh, my mate Tony from South Africa. Just just the guys, you know. Yeah. I always feel... I, I've shifted a bit of weight recently, so I don't feel as bad for them, but uh-huh. I always thought, oh, fuck, having to lift, carrying me. My mate, oh, I'm not my mate, my brother Ian, when he died, he was a big, yeah, big old unit. And so I'd never seen this before or since, but they had a little tank. Oh. So, so <laughs> the coffin went on like a little tracked vehicle that yeah. took him to the, the hole. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, it's like... Uh, well, listen, I mean, for fuck's sake... He was dead. They could have cut him in half and done two have. coffins. They could have, actually. And also, all this... I mean, of course, it's good to be healthy. Yeah. But all this fucking... I said to a mate of mine recently, you know, diet, schmire, I'm, I've fucking had enough of all that shit. Yeah. I said, what am I, what am I losing weight for? To yeah. the coffins lighter. Yeah, I right. went, you can fuck off. I'll have eight of you. Yeah. Eight of you carrying <laughs> yeah. me Yeah. I don't care. A couple of stout ponies. Yes. Just drag me. Yes, yes. Uh, I only decided to lose weight because I'm 51. Yeah. And I've got a two-year-old. That's it. And I look at her and I think, oh, fucking hell, am I going to make your wedding or... Yeah, yeah. And that was the only reason. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's good to be healthy. But also, I was seeing, I could see that I don't do any you know, drink or smoke, sadly, or do mm. drugs or... But I could still see me... Uh, secretly saying to my missus, oh, right, I'm going to have to drive off somewhere now to get something <laughs> that we need. Yes. And then I'd sit down by the Thames uh, with the lights off eating two cakes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I was like, okay, well, if you're serious about beating all addictions, then you need to look at that. Because that, for me, yeah. food was the first addiction I ever had. Uh-huh. And hopefully now the lot, you know, because yeah. it was always, you know, being a kid sneaking downstairs doing that weird James Bond shit where like I knew that if I stepped on this water floorboard, it wouldn't creak and my mum wouldn't wake up and I could open that cupboard and yeah. then I could put a tea towel around a pack of digestives and so it wouldn't crinkle, <laughs> wouldn't make a noise, you know. So I could see that in the way I was eating. Yes. And, it, in, and in that I was like, well, that, you know, I hear a lot of addict saying, well, I'm stopping doing so-and-so for my kids. And it's like, well, all right. Well, if I'm really doing it for my kids, then I need to be honest and yeah, and stop being a fucking... A binge know, eater, a binge eater. basically. Yeah. Okay, so what are you going to be wearing in the coffin, do you think? I'm going to be naked. Lovely. Because I've heard people... I think it would be a waste of a good suit to get burnt in it or to... Get yeah, buried in it and I mean, it is quite strange that we're dressed. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if you're Irish, I can sort of, you know, the wake because you have the coffin open. Yeah, so right. I can understand that, but it is a bit odd that we're dressed. Yeah, I we came out without clothes, so yeah, I'm just gonna be naked. Nice. Washed. I'll, nice. have, I'll have pants on. <laughs> I don't have a pair of pants on. Oh, you will have some pants. I just have one pair of pants <laughs> that says something like, ha ha, I'm dead. <laughs> and how about the people coming to this funeral? Is there anyone that you just think, no, I don't want them there? Make sure they're not coming. Uh, no, I don't care. I mean, I'd like to see as much grief as possible. I was at a funeral a long time ago, sitting near my auntie's. Do you know, you have family members who are just fucking naughty and they make you laugh and you make them laugh. And uh-huh. So we shouldn't have been sitting near to each other because we were, like, looking at one another and then they were fucking giggling hysterically and then people were looking at me. 
Uh, this was, like, I was like 24, 25 at the time. And then the church, it was a little chapel in Wales, so it had like a tiny upstairs, like mezzanine oh, yeah. level where the organ was. Uh-huh. But so, at some point during the funeral, already we were set, we set each other off. We heard this woman, she made this nice, and then she vomited <laughs> right from the top. And so you heard her vomit, and then it took a second or so to then hit the floor. <laughs> and at a funeral, it was so fucking weird. And yeah. like, just. My auntie Linda and my auntie Melanie were just <laughs> shitting themselves with. <laughs> I don't want to say with joy, but uh, you know we just shouldn't be laughing. But yeah. it was just fucking, just weird. Wow. So I don't want anyone to be sick, but just I want to. But also, if people want to get the giggle slightly and have a laugh and yes. and muck about, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Yes, yeah. I think it's part of the. Uh, I call it putting the fun into funeral. Uh huh. Well, we get a lot of that um, emails because for our extras. Yeah. And it's nice. We get a lot of nice emails just about people in hysterics. Yeah, right. You know, funny things happening at the funeral. Uh, I like that thing. I was fortunate enough, I went to a funeral last year sometime. My partner's grandfather died, and I didn't know him that well, but it Mm. was kind of nice where they had a bit where, like, three old mates he used to work with stood up and told five, ten minutes of stories about him. And it was like, wow, I did not know that. What a great, interesting funny, kind, generous man he was, you know, uh-huh. and I like that. I think, yeah. I, you know, people standing up telling stories or I think that's a really nice way to share what essentially was someone's time on earth, you know. That's it, because we don't really get to really know the three dimensions of a person, really, yeah. unless somebody has written a book. Yes, or, right. You know. But that was the part, like partly why I wrote my first book, because uh-huh. like when my, my dad died when I was 39 and my mum died when I was 30, and it was like, now I don't know what the fuck you liked. I don't know yeah. what you were afraid of. What, what was your favourite film? You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. have any of that. So I was quite aware that as people... We, we don't ask enough questions about our parents or, you know. So That's I, it. So I, I just wanted to write something so my kids could at least say, oh, I knew now what Dad was about a little bit more. Yes, know? yes. And that he did share a bed with Simon Pegg for a, yeah. a good year. For, yeah, yeah. A single bed. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I have to say, your bromance, as they <laughs> call it, it's just gorgeous. It's yeah. so lovely. Yeah, it's, you know what, I, I really like where it is now. Yeah. It's, it's obviously, you move house and you get married and you have kids and mm. it isn't what it was, you know. It, but that doesn't mean you don't love each other as much. It's yeah. just evolved into something else. But now, as as middle-aged men, we're, we're really caring toward each other, you know, so we're, it's fine to, uh, you know, me sitting at home whinging like, why won't you ever fucking ring? I've never been like that, but yeah. it's like, okay, so maybe I should ring him. Yes. You know, don't just sit and resent that. That's it. You're right. I love you. I'm saying a lot. I'm just texting you to say I love you. Yeah, right. yeah. And that, so it's a lot of that now, which is. Which is gorgeous because it's obviously nice. you spent a lot of time together, especially when you were working yeah. together, you know, and then you could sort of take the person but for granted that, when you yeah. see them all the time. But that but, kind of level of friendship, it's just, you know, what it's like. It's just not sustainable. Mm. You know, it's, uh, I think I'm just grateful that there, it's, we're still in each other's lives all the time yeah. rather than, you know, you, you sometimes. In your late 20s and 30s, you meet people that you just think, fuck, I'm never going to not love you. Yes. And then two, three years later, you're like, where the fuck did that guy go? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad it's not that. Beautiful. I'm glad. Do you think you're going to team up at all again in oh, the future? God, yeah, yeah. I think I think that we're lucky that as people, as men, we've, we've grown up now and we're middle-aged and I think it's interesting. I don't think I've ever, I, I can't remember an ensemble of, filmmakers who you can track their, them aging you know yes so i think it's kind of nice and i think there's i think it will be more interesting the older we get as well you know yeah well we look forward to that yes seeing the pair of you up on the silver screen together again that would be marvelous so very important music for the funeral right well there's going to be a few right so yeah. obviously the welsh national anthem of course i'm forever blowing bubbles West Ham, of course. Um, that's another tearjerker. Uh-huh. And then I'm a fan of very hard techno. 
Oh, are so, you? <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll get a mate to do, like, a little ten-minute mix-up. Ten minutes, that's a long fucking time if yeah. you're not into hard techno, Yeah, Nick. it is. Well, it's mine, my funeral. It is your funeral. Well, but, maybe oh. that thing, like, you know, one of the older... Older people would just say, can we have it off now? Because <laughs> I'm dead anyway, so yes. I won't give a shit. Well, well I think five minutes is probably good. All right, well, look, let's, let me compromise further then. Let me say this. There's a couple of really amazing house, hard house tracks I love now where it's like a three-minute build to like a 30-second mix-up of insanity. Right. So maybe just a three-minute build into like an insane break just as I'm going into the fire or... Or, you know, oh, nice. Let's dramatise the the end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we'll make sure we'll make sure that. Well, there's actually like a really amazing song by someone. I think it's a guy called Pete Warburton, and the song's called "I Am the God of Hellfire." Oh, and it, yes. It's fucking great, and it builds up to it would be it fire. Would be, yeah. Yes, it is that. But yes. it, like behind it, it's just this fucking crazy build. Okay. So maybe that that might be nice. Right. And maybe a bit of organ, just like uh, to pipe people in and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I always like the formality of being piped in by just just a gentle organ. Yes. I've always felt that if, um, yeah, I never, I always say it's not about me, but with the organ, I would want somebody to purposely play it at a tune. Yeah, it's the Les Dawson vibe. I mean, fuck me, that is the funniest stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, that would be a nice bit of comedy. and Yeah. But people don't, I mean, in the, when we had, when I got married, we had the music. Do you remember the music from the Hulk? Like the end music? Oh, no, I don't. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so it was the end of the Hulk, it was always him wandering off into the, And that's what we had when we walked up the aisle. Oh, really? Yeah, and then we came back to Bring Me Sunshine. Oh, perfect. So you know, that's quite, quite a nice song. But yeah, like badly played organ. Uh-huh. But genuinely by, like, a really blind old woman. Yes. <laughs> who has to go and do a piece halfway through and she comes back or, you know. Or just does a piece while she's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck it. It's my day. So, um, we're coming to the end of the main service and I've got a, a big question for you now. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Cathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh, well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. I don't want to get another one. Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I get it, Goddess. What's up, then? I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, Goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime. Ooh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up. No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. No, all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Oh, Goddess Naya. Whoa, where are you off to, Cathy? You seem like you're in such a rush. Well, seeing as though we've wrapped an hour earlier today, I've got time to squeeze in seeing my mate. But I still don't have any time to read my new book, catch up on the TV series I'm watching, or just have a second to relax and have some me time. That's why I'm in such a hurry. I know that feeling all too well, Kath. Shall I give you some good old goddess advice? Please do. Therapy. It does wonders for people. It's a great way of learning coping skills and helping you to figure out what matters the most so you can do more of it. That's all well and good. But how will I even find the time for therapy when I'm always so busy? 
Ah, well, that's the beauty of BetterHelp Therapy. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Wowza, that sounds like the absolute dream. I'll definitely be giving that a go. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's betterhelp.com slash wake. Buried or cremated. Being brought up Catholic, there's always a part of me that wants to be buried. Okay. You know, my old man... He, he got cremated. He's in uh, a cemetery in East London somewhere. Mm. But there's just nothing there. There's like a rose bush. Right. That's not where he was buried. It's just they like put a rose bush there to mark the end of a human life. It's not, you know, we threw his bits near a tree somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. But I just like the... There's a, there's a, there's a body in there. There's a skeleton. And I like that. So I'm going to say buried. Okay. And um, what would be on your gravestone? Well, I mean, obviously, I'll have to put a lot of weight on before I die, which is possible. Uh, it's the pallbearers I feel sorry for. Oh, right. That was always going to be my thing. Don't, yeah, don't grieve for me. It's the pallbearers you should feel yes. sorry for. <laughs> um, now we move on to... The Wheel and the Wake. So, The Wake... Party time. Yeah. You've let us know about the old uh, Catholicism. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's an Irish tradition yeah. to have you, um, the, the coffin open for the wake. Yeah. Do you want Do you want that? Well, I think if I've been hit by a sniper's, huge sniper's round, I don't think there'd be much left. Okay. So I'd say, I'd say no. Right. But I do, I, I love a wake. I think the tradition of a wake is great and I've had some great times at wakes and I think it really does something to the spirit to... I mean, I think that's probably, for me, spiritually, the most important bit, you know, when you can take your fucking tie off and, and I don't drink anymore, but have a few beers and yeah, have a cry and have a laugh. And uh, I think it's really important for you, for, for the recovery, I reckon. Yes, I, I tend to agree with you on that. And what about uh, food at this wake? I think it would have to be, part of me is like, yeah, have nice food, but then... You'd be jealous. I would be jealous. And there's also something about just the shitness of, like, a local pub doing stuff from Iceland and sandwiches and it is enough, you know what yeah. I mean? People want to nip in, have a couple of pints, a bit of gala pie, and <laughs> fuck off, you know. I think there's also that thing, uh, the tradition, I've had it a few times, but the after party. Yes. Where you can then go back to, like, someone's house or we used to have a little uh, restaurant in the corner where I lived. And uh, when my old man died, we went there for the afters. And that just was fucking bonkers. It was just yeah. crazy. I'd read a thing about Hindu tradition where all the men get their head shaved. So it was still only like four o'clock in the afternoon and I was hammered. Everyone was hammered. Yeah. And I said, I was going to go and buy some fags. And I came back with a bald head. I walked past a <laughs> barber and I'm like, and then I like, had my fucking head shaved bald. I was like, what the fuck did you do? I'm, like, I'm just dealing with my grief. Amazing. Uh, I kind of get it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I want a nice big wake and music and laughter. It's got, I want people to laugh and yeah, and just to think, well, that was what... Uh, I don't know. I've been to some funerals where you leave and I'm not sad that you died, but I'm sad that... Because sometimes death is a relief. Yes, of course. What I'm sad about is the fact that you wasted that life. Uh-huh. I just think it's so fucking fragile. And, I, you know, I could have... If you'd killed me 12 years ago, people would say, well, that's a fucking waste. Yeah, he was in Shaun of the Dead, but he didn't do much else. You know what I mean? No. But I think I your just, life has... Because listening to your, your first book and then reading the next one, I think so far... Yeah. Your life has been really full and really interesting right. and but that maybe full of when, love. So when I die then, so... That will be reflected in yeah. the wake and the, you know, but I think I was, what I'm trying to say is it's horrible when you leave somewhere and think, you just fucking died, what a shame. Right, yeah. You know. Yeah. I think there was a little quote the other day in something I did where uh, th there is that working class thing, especially down in Wales, where sometimes just sitting in a chair, drinking, and then you just die. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's like a weird working class pride to that, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you know, he, yeah, he thought he's like, well, no, he didn't fight anything. He just yeah. sat and drank himself to death, you know. Uh-huh. To that, to me, is like... Right. That's where my sadness would be. Uh-huh. You know. But that's certainly not the case I know, for, I know. for you. No. I do, mean, you miss, uh, do you miss drinking? Or are you glad it's all sort of uh, you know what? behind you? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, uh, what I miss is a pint. Right. I miss meeting my mate Danny, or, you know, Smiley doesn't drink anymore, but, like, we used to go into town and have a pint and just have it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it used to be just fun and great, and it was that. Yeah. You know, but there's also, for me and drinking, it's, like, the worst arguments I've ever had with my missus have been about drink. Mm. Getting into stupid fights has been about drink. And it gets just gets to a point, I'm like, I just, I don't want it. Yeah. I feel shit. And what about the fags, though? Yeah, I miss the fags. Uh-huh. I remember my nephew, who was about six or seven, and uh, and he said to me, um, why do you smoke? And I said, well, because I don't want kids. Yeah, right. And he went, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's just Crack like, on. you know, it's one or the yeah. other. Yeah. But it is, I do like the fact that it's totally alien to them. Yeah. But when we grew up, you know, well, I'm older than you, so it was worse. Like, people would smoke in the fucking car with yeah. kids. And... My parents smoked. Yeah, yeah. Everyone smoked. Who That's I knew. it. But, That's like, it. you could smoke on a bus, on the tube. Yes. I remember smoking, uh, coming back from Tel Aviv when I was, like, 19, 20, and uh-huh. we could smoke on the plane. Yeah. Right. So, uh, we've had the wake, you've been laid to rest, you're buried, and now we wonder. Animal, vegetable or mineral? <laughs> so, animal, vegetable or mineral? Do you want to be reincarnated? Do you believe in it? I've changed throughout my life. I've said, yeah, I believed in it. Mm. Then, obviously, no, because you just die, you die, and I get it. And, I I mean, my brain is still, yeah, when you die, you die. But I think as I'm getting slightly older, there's as I'm getting nearer to death, uh, there's a part of me that's like, you know what? I fucking don't know everything. So mm. who's to say... You, I mean, and now there's even part of me saying, as I'm saying, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you just die. So I think when you die, you just die. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't think I'd want to come back, if I'm honest. Well, if it It's not like exist, you get though. to come back and pick up where you left off, right? Yeah, have yeah. To... Well, apparently, yeah, that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I was always fascinated by, like, uh, you hear stories and stuff saying, this little boy believes he was reborn, in, like in India, and then, like, he sees his wife who's now, like, in her 50s and, like, he tells her something only her husband could have. Right. I was always like, whoa, how's yeah. that? How would that have yeah, yeah. Like Arthur C. Clarke shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it would be nice to think. But then what's the point, you know? Well, I suppose it's just, uh, you know, there might be an animal that you really like and have always thought, oh, can you imagine being a uh, dolphin or yeah. an eagle or... I think it would be shit, really, Yeah, it? you come back as a dolphin. It's amazing. And then, like, a <laughs> Japanese fisherman sticks a lance through your blowhole. I feel like that. Uh, yeah, I'm at a point where my kids, too, where the younger ones are saying, what happens when we die? What, yeah. What? And it's like, well, I don't know, I'm trying to say, do you remember that place where you were before you got born? And they're mm. like, no. I'm like, that's where you're going to end up. Oh, you know? right, Like, it's, yeah. we end up waiting there again, you know? Yes. So that's our line at home. I think that's a good... Good thing you to don't say remember it. it. Yes, you don't remember that. Uh huh. It's not as terrifying as you'll never see mummy and daddy again. Yeah, you know? yeah that's it. <clears throat> don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So now we're going to go up to the pearly gates. Yeah. So, and I, and I, in your lovely book, you say that you think heaven will be full of fatties because <laughs> because everyone will be able to eat what they want yeah. before they die. So, or maybe you just don't put weight on. Uh huh. You know, that's just not a heavenly thing. Weight, weight gain. Uh huh. Who would you want to greet you if such a thing exists? The pearly gates. Oh God. Um, well, obviously, it would be nice to meet all my family, and yeah, it'd be good to meet my see my mum and dad again, and. But then it's like, oh, and now I have to wait years for my kids to show up. Right. But I don't think time works that way in heaven either. I think it's just immediate. Uh So maybe everyone's there immediately. Yeah. I don't know. It feels weird from a human point of view going up to think about seeing my mum again, you know. Mm. Because part of me would be like, look, I don't want to... I'm in heaven and it's nice... But we got talk, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't yeah, just yeah. want to be... I, I, I does, that feels so earthly. Mm. Maybe all that shit's gone and it's just like, <laughs> hello, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, one would hope that that's the way and that any yeah. sort of past upsets or grievances yeah. or are just sort of forgotten about. Right, yeah. You know, and everyone's sort of got a clean spirit and soul and, yeah. you know... No that would be nice. It would be nice to meet, like... Jimi Hendrix, I think. Maybe if Jimmy could turn oh, up. Yeah. He knew I was a big fan and he sees on the roster. Yeah. Assassinated, blah, blah, blah. Great. But um, haunting. Yeah. Would you like to haunt somebody? Oh, God. I mean, if you'd caught me a while back, I would have said, yeah, but I mean, I'm letting go of all that resentment. So mm. fuck that. I mean, maybe those people haunt themselves during life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but do they though? Because I know, I know exactly cunts what you're saying. just never seem to care that they're yeah, cunts. Isn't yeah, that part it. of being a cunt? Yeah, is that you don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, that's part of their brain makeup where they don't, for one second, think, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that." One. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, for, uh, no. But you maybe, could be a you could be a lovely ghost. You could be a fun ghost. Uh, like, yeah, like rent a ghost. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I. Don't, I used to go out with this girl and. Uh, <laughs> Her, this is really cruel, but her grandfather died. And then I had a shower one day in her flat. And then obviously the steam steamed up her mirror. Yeah. And then I wrote in the steam a message from her grandfather <laughs> and then forget forgot about it. And then she was like, I heard her screaming the other day, like one morning, oh, look, it's just come up on the mirror. It's come. I was like, oh, fucking hell. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell her that it was me. So I let her think it was her grandfather. Had, Oh my Written goodness! To her from beyond the grave for a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's fun. It's fun to be adding like just coming down and moving bits, you know, rather yes. than shitting someone up or maybe a maybe a playful ghost is quite fun, right? Ah. Uh-huh. Or just uh, I don't know. Maybe sometimes there'd be joy in for the people you leave behind. Sort of thinking about my kids, just to know that hey, they're with me, you know. Yes. I, I do that stupid shit with a robin sometimes. I'm like, oh, it's the spirit of my mum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone's fucking mum is the spirit yeah, of a robin, robin, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do like that, you know. Well, with steamed glass, you could just do a little smiley face. Yeah, right. Or, I, I was thought, or a or, dick. Or, yeah, or a dick, big dick. <laughs> or just tickling people. Yeah, right. You know, rather than making them go, ah, yeah. make them go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I, I lived in a house where uh, I lived with Simon and he wasn't in, but I thought he was in and fucking around because I felt him kiss my forehead. And I tur- got up and turned and there was no one there. Wow. But it was, ab- it, you know, it was absolutely a, a physical, uh, you know, I felt it. it was yeah, yeah. But there was lots of weird stuff in the house. But uh-huh. um, yeah, maybe haunting's a weird word, but maybe just like just being there and yeah, it'd be quite nice. Okay, well, we'll make sure that happens. Thank you. <laughs> So, we're going to move on now to the will. Yeah. So, what have you got and who's getting it? I don't have a will. Even uh, now, I don't have a will. Yeah. I don't know what... I mean, I'm such a people pleaser. I wouldn't want to let anyone down and I wouldn't know who to... I mean, obviously, just give it all to the kids, right? Uh-huh. But then it's like... I don't know, even thinking about it now is making me a bit anxious. Oh, no. Well, then we... No, no, no. But just in terms of, like, wanting to be honourable. Yes. So... Not wanting to piss any, you know. Yeah. So I think 
It's really cunning to not leave a will, isn't it? Well, I think it's just about nowadays, it's people... just about not leaving a mess. Yeah. You know, it's just making sure everything's tied up. Yeah. And I think, really, the simplest thing to do when you've got kids, it's easier. Everything just goes to the kids. Yeah, right. You know, I haven't got kids. So that can make things a bit fucking tricky because right. then you think, well, I've got to fucking leave this to that person and yeah. that to that person. So uh, I think I think it's all right if you've got kids. Yeah, I'll just leave it to the kids. Just leave everything to them. Yeah. And what about last words? Famous last words. <laughs> oh, my God. I've no idea. Me and Simon used to have a thing that we'd promised we'd be at each other's deaths. Uh-huh. And then, but we, we'd worked out a little funny noise we'd make. So, like, just as we died, we'd make the other one laugh. And it was always something like... <laughs> It was like a weird noise. <laughs> and then I'd die then and he'd laugh. So That's very sweet. Like a little noise that we'd make each other laugh as we passed. Well, he'll have to be in the vicinity of Twickenham then. Yeah, Or maybe he's yeah. the sniper. Maybe he's the sniper. You know. He pulls his mask off at the end and... Because that's a very good, a beautiful friendship thing to do. Oh. Is to help you die yeah. if you want to die. If you love me, yeah. you'll blow my head off with this Barrett 50 cal. That's it. Oh, that's quite nice. <laughs> cute. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, so... Nick, we're almost at the end Thank of the episode. You. It's nearly time to send you off to the afterlife. Oh, great. Thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, it really has been a pleasure because I am a huge fan. Oh, thank you. And I was really, really chuffed that you, you were coming on. So anyway, guys, you know I hate goodbyes. Goodbyes. Well, luckily it ain't happening yet because Nick's sticking around over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes. Head to wheredoesawilderswake.com to subscribe. So thank you again so much for joining thank us. You. Thanks the for having me. Beautiful Nick Frost. You will be very missed. Thank you, Cathy. Oh, he's, he's, the terrifying he's going. Yeah, well, he is. He's going. He's going. He's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producers are Katie Bowden and Charlie Morell. And my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. Marketing by Emily Webb and Kieran Lancini. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. And the executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.